Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Kia ora and welcome into Extra Time. I'm Clay Wilson, and this week on the show we're talking all things Oval Ball. Joining me are my RNZ sports colleagues Joe Porter and Vinnie Wiley and freelance broadcaster Tash Yeramia. So let's get straight into it guys. I'm going to start with Rugby League and this weekend obviously an international double header here in Auckland. Um, Tash, I'll start with you. Great to see the women alongside the men again in this fixture. Yeah, I think it's really cool that they're, um, they're naming it the, the double header instead of the women playing as the curtain raiser. Um, and especially after the Kiwi Ferns went down narrowly to Australia last year, the Jillaroos, I think they'll be hungry for a win in this one. And, and for two Samoa will be just as hungry because they haven't played together as a side since 2008. So um, it'll be a good it'll be a good bash there because they'll both be, they're both very uh, strong sides in the forwards. And I think for the Kiwi Ferns, they've just got some really good backs in there as well. So lucky the two teams will start with the Kiwi Ferns. What have the girls been up to? Because obviously they had the, a lot of them had the first year of the women's NRL last year, but that doesn't start till later in the year. So what are the girls up to and what does this game sort of mean for them? I think it's it's a really important game for them and, and they would like to have a few more fixtures in the calendar um, because if they're not playing NRL, they're actually just playing club footy. Um, and for the girls that are based here in, in Auckland... Um, they're, they've split it into two divisions. So for mo- most of them, they play in, in the first division and they play each other every week. So playing from club level to international level is a massive difference. Yeah. So it would be nice for them if the NRL went uh, full season. Yeah. So this Samoan team, uh, Vinny, I'm not sure if you've touched base with them this week or what can we expect from them? And I imagine there's going to be a few friendships on either side of the... The, uh, the ball here because a lot of these girls will probably play together here or um, in the NRL or in Australia. So what do we know about this Samoan team? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's uh, three players in the Fitu Samoa team that have been in the Kiwi Ferns, including as recently as last year, and uh, a couple that have also played for the Jillaroos in the past as well. Um, so there's only two that played in the last test, I think, was against the Jillaroos back in 2011. So uh, it's, it's very much a new side for Samoa, and for them it's just a huge deal to be to be playing International Rugby League again because uh, one of the players I spoke to, uh, Louisa Ngango, she, she's in the, in the Warriors women's team and she also has represented the Kiwi Ferns, and, and she said that, well, you know, I've always wanted to be able to play for Samoa. You know, my, my parents have always said it would be great to play for Samoa, but I've never had the opportunity. So as soon as this match came around, absolutely, you know, it was, it was, it was a no-brainer because they don't know if this opportunity is going to come around again. It's been eight years since the last one, uh, 11 since they last played the Kiwi Ferns. And, um, you know, they want to be a part of that World Cup. There was a World Cup two years ago. PNG and the Cook Islands were there. I think there's only six or eight teams, but Samoa weren't there. So for them, this is the start of going towards that 2021 World Cup and, and putting Samoa back on the map in, in Women's Rugby League. I guess it's that a little... passion, Vin, and that tradition, I suppose, that you've talked about there and, you know, the uniqueness of this team coming together, how much of that can they ride in this game or is it going to be Kiwi Ferns by a cricket score? Well, I mean, yeah, what they talk about is just, um, you know, doing their absolute best and, uh, and that, you know, they believe they're going to be competitive. And, and as I say, there are a few players in that squad that have played for the uh, Samoa women's team. Some of them have played, uh, sorry, that have played for the New Zealand team or the Warriors. So some of them do have that 
top level experience. Uh, some of them have also played for the Marusina, the, the the rugby women's team, uh, as recently as last month over <laughs> in Fiji. Uh, so they're doing double or triple duty, and um, they're just talking. Yeah, absolutely, and they're just talking about just absolutely how proud and um, you know the the culture and the team. And I guess we see that in the men's teams as well in the Pacific at the moment. There's this you know this this wave that keeps growing of uh, teams that really want to represent their heritage and just how much it means to them. Not to say it doesn't for the Kiwi Ferns and Jillaroos as well, but um, you know this is a really special moment for them. Um, and, and they just say they're just going to give it everything. So um, some of them playing at the top level, and I, I guess they just want to be competitive and they'll see what happens on the day. Mm, yeah, I was going to say, it's obviously we've seen that trend in the last two or three years with the men going back to play for their Pacific Nations, where their heritage comes from. So it's nice to see the women following that trend as well. Uh, Tash, going back to the, the Kiwis, the new coach on board, he signed through Justin Morgan to the 2021 World Cup. So what do you expect him to bring? And I guess is this the start of their road to the to the World Cup as Vinny was touching on there as well. I just think Justin Morgan's exciting and I think he, he'll bring that to the girls as well and just um, he's always had a passion for the women's game as well. I remember talking to him last year with the Rugby League World Cup, the Women's Rugby League World Cup. He was really impressed with, with the women and their skill level and, and I wasn't surprised at all when he was named as coach and I just think um, what he's going to bring to the girls is just He's he's quite firm and he knows what he wants the girls to do and I think the girls will really appreciate that knowing what their roles are and what they have to do on the field you know um, because if they're all doing their job right it'll come together quite nicely so I, I think if they know what they're supposed to do and they know what each other's job is there'll be no doubling up there and and no overworking on that field so in terms of the Kiwis girls um, who are some of the names we should look out for we've seen some players in the past that have starred for them but there's also some newcomers so who are some of the names you would suggest people look out for in terms of this Kiwi Ferns side? Well obviously I think Hani Hidumi is one to look out for, yeah. she's captaining the Just side keeps on. She, has, she looks like she gets younger every time I see her. Seven, 17 years? I think she's been in the Kiwi Ferns. Yeah. She was, 17 years ago, she was first named, and, and of course she's been um, playing the other code as well. Uh, debuting will be Madison Bartlett. So Madison Bartlett, she doesn't play in any NRL side. She plays for Richmond Rovers. She was actually named uh, 18th woman in the Anzac Test in 2017, but she didn't she didn't get on that field. And then last year, she had to sit the whole season out with two shoulder um, reconstruction. So she's really hungry to get back out there, and I'm so happy to hear that um, she was named in that side because she's worked really, really hard to get her form back, which is quite hard after you um, keep getting injured and having a, another reconstruction and sure. another one. And so um, I'm, I look forward to seeing how she goes on the wing out there. Crystal Rota, she's back in the side after missing out uh, at the end of last year. So she'll be, uh, she, she's a bit of a workhorse, so I'm looking forward to seeing her playing in that hooker position and, and how well she goes with that ball distribution. Excellent. Well, obviously, they're going to play uh, the afternoon, 3 o'clock, and around 5.30 we'll have the men's game. Um, it's been really looked forward to by people on both sides of the of the ledger here. Obviously, the huge Tongan community, and we know what the support this Tongan men's team have had in recent times. I want to start with the Kiwis, and Joe, I'll come down to you. And I guess the big news this week has been the return of Benji. Are you happy to see Benji back in the black jumper? Yeah, who isn't? Come on, what a great story. <laughs> Seven years. I didn't realise it had been that long since Benji had been in, in the Kiwi side. It, it seems like he's sort of been a regular fixture, even when he hasn't been. Uh, he's, he sort of has that much of a legend within that jersey. It's great to see. Look, the intellectual property that guy brings to the game and to the squad has, has you know, kind of can't be overrated in a way. He, 
he must be able to impart so much knowledge on those younger guys in the team and so much mana. And to bring that into a squad when you're missing a guy like Cody Nikarima, who is arguably, of course, the better half at this point in time, um, is not a bad way to go about it. He'll combine with Sean Johnson for, like, what, the second or third time or something like that only, or is it even the first time? I can't quite think. But a very rare occasion they've played together. So that's exciting in itself. Um, and, yeah, just a great story from a, a real legend of the game and a great bloke too. So it's, it's nice to see him back. And I think all the fans um, have been as engaged by that storyline this week as they have by another upcoming test against Tonga. Vinny, has there been much talk about Benji within the Tonga camp? There's been so much elsewhere and I guess he's such a well-known player and a player that some of these Tongan guys would have played alongside or against a lot in the NRL. Has it been a talking point or I guess what, what have the Tongan guys been focusing on this week? Um, I haven't heard the words Benji Marshall mentioned for them. Uh, they're very much focused on themselves. I guess uh, there's, you know, the, the the Tongan boys. They like to have a laugh and a joke. And you know, even though he's not on the squad, Manu Vatave at, at training is, um, you know, poking. I heard his laugh in the yeah. back of about two or three um, <laughs> audio, audio things yep. that I listened to. Um, and he's just <laughs> somebody told me he was driving one of the team minibuses earlier in the week. And I got to training yesterday, and he was out there kicking balls with a young kid. Was uh, he dancing the... around training now that he's the new Dancing with the Stars champion? Not, not when I saw him. But he may have been intimidated by my presence. I'm not. Sure, <laughs> but um, they're very much talking about themselves. And uh, you know, you've got, for example, um, um, you've got Jared Waira Hargreaves, obviously from the Kiwis at the Roosters, and then you've got uh, Siosu Takiaho, uh, also he's you know his front row teammate. So a lot of them are talking about the matchups they've got with their club mates, and you know, country, mate versus mate, country versus country, and all that sort of thing. So and uh, Tavita Pango Jr. at the Broncos, um, he obviously you know played previously with Benji when he had that year at the Broncos. But um, no, they're very much focused on themselves, Tonga, and um, this is a match they've been wanting for well two years, isn't it? Since the world, you know, you'd think it'd be the Kiwis that wanted a rematch for two years. They'd wanted that chance to sort of uh, avenge or at least you know get one back on them. But really, it's been Tonga that have been driving and wanting this game. They wanted another go. Uh, you know, they want any game they can get to be at this top table again because they fought for so many years to, to get test matches, just like the women's game. You know, they want more test matches. Well, so do these men's teams, and now finally it's coming to fruition, and they just want to play more games, get better, and, and be able to compete at that elite level. So um, they're just they're just happy to be there and play play for their country and, and do their thing, really. Yeah. I'll throw my two cents in on Benji because I actually spoke to him earlier in the week, and uh, it was actually really refreshing to see uh, how much he was grateful and how much he was embracing actually just being back and he was talking about being a father now and a husband and how that's changed him and how he's changed as a player and he must have gone round uh, seven or eight um, different media personnel and I would have been one of the last and he was still just as uh, interested and engaged and really open and honest and I think it just shows where he's come to I mean obviously his game has come a long way and he's not quite the same Benji but he's got strengths in different areas but just as a person um, he looks like he's in a really good place so if that's any sign for what we might see on the field um, the Kiwis fans might expect some good things uh, Vinny Tash touched there on this being like a revenge match for that 2017 World Cup do you think the Kiwis do see it as that and do you think they should be seeing it as that? Um, well from what I've heard from Sean Johnson he said that they're not seeing it as that um, I think the fans are more than more than the players themselves, but I think Sean um, is just taking that pressure off because he he knows and he understands that the job that him and Benji have together and how well they control the game will determine the outcome for the Kiwis because I think that is where the Kiwis are going to win the game is with 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 the small guys because I don't I don't I don't see them. Um, Dominating. Do, well, with the with the forwards anyway, um, I don't think them. I don't see them doing that because yeah, parity would be probably a good result for the Kiwis in that department, wouldn't it? If they could 
just get parity with the Tongans there. And then if they can absorb a lot of that Tongan forward pack, um, and you know keep the ball, keep hold of position to make the Tongans tackle a lot, absorb a lot of what they do up front, and then let the guys like Tui Vasashek when the Tongan pack is backpedaling slightly and a little bit fatigued, perhaps get those magic feet working. I think that's where the Kiwis will win this game. Uh, just touching on that, I think that's that's where the advantage is, isn't it, Tash? You, yeah. you look at those sorts of guys, what Sean Johnson and Benji can do together and the likes of RTS, those sorts of guys. You've got Perhaps. Dylan Waitera Selesniak in there as well. He's a good finisher. Mm. So I think, yeah, I think that's where they're going to win. It's get the ball out to them and how well they control the game and, and manage it as well, which Benji has proven to be good at. Yeah, because in terms of those halves, I mean, that's obviously been a focus where, where Tonga have potentially got that big weakness because they've got John Asiata, previously played for Samoa. He's come in, he's starting at standoff, and and he primarily at the Cowboys, I think, plays sort of in the back row. Or, anywhere. Uh, anywhere, he's a bit of utility. <laughs> so, um, uh, and Tui Lulahea last year, he was at six, he's moved to seven. Obviously, you know, people are familiar with him from his time at the Warriors. And as he no, was at Leeds. At Leeds, he was at the Tigers for a bit too, wasn't he? So, uh, um, you know, a, a good player, but not seen as at that elite level, like a Sean Johnson, sort of a halfback, or, or Cooper Cronk, those sort of... Does he play still Cooper Cronk? But, you know, those sorts of guys. <laughs> I uh, think so. Yeah. Um, um, so, 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 400 so, so, in our so, games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if they can get that parity, as you say, up front, um, then, you know, target them in the halves, and, yep. and then obviously they've got plenty of weapons out wide to do their thing. Just coming off the back of that, talking about up front, the Tongans have actually lost a big player up front. How big a blow is it losing someone like Andrew Fafita, do you think, Vinny, to this team? I think it's a big blow. He's obviously a huge talis- uh, you know, talisman for for this side, and even just you know, you watch him. He's he's still out there at training, even though he's suspended and he can't play. He's there. He's barking orders. He's you know having an influence, a presence. And um, Tavita Panga Jr. and Siosu Takiahu during the week, they they talked about you know what a blow it was to to lose a player like that, but but what he means to the Tongan team. I mean, it was him that actually made that first move to go from Australia to Tonga, which led Jason Tamalolo to do the same thing and lead to everybody else. So he, in many ways, has been the catalyst for this kind of... Flip-flopping, this, they the, call the, it. This flip-flopping <laughs> or revival or sort of, you know, um, you know this Tongan juggernaut that we've got now. And and he just, you know, he's, he's telling Tavita Panga Jr. that don't play Origin, Test football is the number one, you know. this You know, the blue jersey means nothing to me compared to the red jersey. This means everything to me. So he, he he's the, you know, very much kind of the heart and soul of this team. And even though he's not going to be out on the field, I think he's still going to have a huge influence uh, of course, the guy coming in for him, Arden Fanua Blake, uh, playing pretty well at Manly, and, and he is an ex-Kiwi himself. So, um, you know, that's the sort of guy they can bring off the bench, which shows the depth that they have now, which is something they've never had in the past. So I think he's absolutely a big loss, but um, I think he's still going to have, you know, quite an emotional and, and quite a sort of, a, you know, mental impact on this team and their, their preparations. Speaking of that flip-flopping, it's something that's sort of polarised opinion in a way. There's been a lot spoken about it this week. Tash, what do you think about it? Because the Martin uh, Tapo situation was spoken about this week it's a late decision do you think they've got it right in allowing these guys to jump back and forth freely or does it need to be tightened up a little bit um i'm as a new zealand born Samoan, i i think that uh them choosing to play for their um bus figure nations it's it's good but i think that they need to pledge where they want to play at the beginning of the season so they need to decide who they want to play for at the beginning and then go for those teams because it is a little bit difficult later on in the season when they're just about to pick the team because take, for instance, last year, the Kiwis had to hold off the naming of their side because Jason, they were waiting for Jason Thelmalolo to decide where he was going to go. Um, that, that was massive when he decided to play for Tonga and a lot of the Tongan supporters were, were really happy and relishing in that and it's, it's, it's created what Vinny just talked about, you know, a lot of other players wanting to come over and, and play for their Pacifica Nations as well. But I, I do think that a rule needs to be brought in when they want to decide to play, where they, where they need to decide who they're going to play for. 
I think the timing has been, you know, is probably more of an issue for some. So you take Martin Tabau, like, it wasn't that he's gone back to play for Samoa, but it's the fact that, you know, he'd already spoken to Michael Maguire and, uh, and you know, kind of indicated he would play for New Zealand and then he changed his mind. So it's that sort of timing that leaves people a little bit jarred, maybe. But um, I know the Tongan camp have found it quite amusing over the last couple of weeks because they've been the ones having to wait to name their team after New Zealand and Australia have named their team over the years and suddenly it's the other way around yeah. and, and suddenly there's a problem. So there's a little bit of a oh, now you care about it sort of thing with the Kiwis. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things that's fluid. You want to get the best players out on the field, but you want to sort of, you know, obviously have that national sort of... Um, you, you want to have people representing their country and not changing every other day either yeah. as well. So they need to find a happy medium, and I guess it's just a matter of uh, what that's going to be. Cool. OK, well, quickly before we uh, get out of here, let's touch on the Super Rugby, which has sort of <laughs> faded in the background a little bit with the league and also the cricket going on this week. Um Joe, being our, our rugby man, what do you see uh, transpiring here? We've seen that the Crusaders name such a strong team, playing a New Zealand team, and then two other New Zealand teams um, in action. What do you see the sort of outcomes of these games being this weekend? Yeah, well, it's hard to see anyone toppling the Crusaders from here on out, to be perfectly honest. Home advantage throughout the playoffs, defending champions. Um, just been looking in rollicking form. They've got their top strength team back, uh, 12 All Blacks in the starting side, another couple on the bench. They've got the starting All Blacks front row. Uh, I mean, they're going to... They're huge favourites to knock over the Highlanders tonight in Christchurch. I can't see the Highlanders getting up, even with Ben Smith coming back there, Talisman. So the Crusaders to win tomorrow morning. I reckon the Chiefs are going to cause the only upset this weekend. I think the Chiefs will get up and beat the Haguares and Buenos Aires. Um, they've done it already this year once. They're probably the form team in the playoffs. They've lost only one of their last six games heading into the finals, so they're in great form. And we all know that they've had their backs against the walls, and this is just another week for them. The pressure's almost off. So I think the Chiefs will win that one. I think the Hurricanes beat the Bulls fairly easily in Wellington. The Bulls have had a horror run getting here. They came here 24 hours late. They've only had one day's practice and a captain's run, so they're on a hiding to nothing. The Hurricanes win that one. They go down to the Crusaders to play there next week in the semi-finals, And then, of course, the boring game of the weekend. The Brumbies host the Sharks on Saturday night that no one really cares about. I Might be the best game. <laughs> We never know. You never know. I expect the Brumbies to get up in Canberra. They're heavy favourites there as well. And I imagine the um, the Chiefs will head from Buenos Aires to Canberra to take on the Brumbies next weekend. And the Hurricanes will go down to the Crusaders to take on them in Christchurch. So, yeah, Crusaders, Hurricanes, Chiefs and Brumbies to make the semifinals. Just quickly, Vinny and Tash, any thoughts, any particular favourites? Uh, Vinny, you're based in Wellington. I'm, I don't know. You're a Canes man, Natasha. You, you're... I'm born and bred in Auckland, so <laughs> we'll leave it there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I just want to see the Crusaders lose. I, I don't actually even know if there's any half chance of the Hurricanes having a home playoff what, yeah, what's game. What's that old saying? Yeah, you support yeah. Um, your team and anyone playing the Crusaders. Well, it's actually not an anti-Crusaders thing for once, although I have been guilty of that in the past. It's just that I obviously am missing the quarterfinal because I'm here for the league and I'd love another chance to see the team uh, in a home playoff game. So uh, if there's a way the Hurricanes get a home final or something, I'd, I, I'm all for it. Excellent. Well, we look forward to those games and, of course, the league doubleheader here in Auckland tomorrow. Um, but that's all we've got time for on this week's edition of Extra Time. Thanks to Tash, uh, Joe down in Wellington and Vinny joining me to chat. Remember, you can keep up to date with all the latest in sport by checking us out on the web at rnz.co.nz or by following us on Twitter through our handle at rnzsport. Thanks for tuning in and we will catch up with you all next week. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.